Coming up on today's podcast, a bit of this seems to be the new way on the internet. He's been doing it from the Kremlin, so he's, he was way ahead of the game, wasn't he? <laughs> Sexy in the Kremlin. <laughs> <laughs> and a bit of this. Yeah, I wouldn't have it on my wall, though. Yeah, you wouldn't You wouldn't have one on any wall, really. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. And welcome to episode number eight of Modern Art is Rubbish, coming to you from Brighton in the UK. Are you all right, Tom? I'm all right, thanks, Marcus, yeah? Yeah, so I was watching the news and I thought, I know what, I'll look at some politicians that like to do art. Ooh. Yeah. (laughs) I just picked a load of them. Current and new old dictators and uh, prime minister as well. I think we should just go straight into it this time. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm eager to, to learn more. The first person I'm going to cover is Boris Johnson. Now, Boris Johnson, for those of you that don't know, is a bungling, blonde British Foreign Secretary who's famous for such gaffes as getting stuck on a zip line, talking about whiskey whilst in a Sikh temple, and for a line that he used to encourage people to vote for the Conservative Party which was uh, voting Tory will cause your wife to have bigger breasts and increase your chances of owning a BMW M3. He also has a funny bit of quiff on his hair. Yeah, he, does. he always likes his hair slightly out of place. He looks a bit like an artist. And when he talks, he's quite creative with his use of language, isn't he? Yes, and he does sound very bungling. But whilst uh, some might consider him a waste of time as a politician... I think he actually looks like he might have been an excellent artist. Came across this painting on the internet of his mother posing with a portrait that he did of himself aged 14. And it's actually very, very accomplished and very uh, stylish. And I actually think he's a really good portrait. Yeah. And he does look quite a lot like his mother. You can see the family resemblance. Yeah. And he's painted himself. So Boris has painted that picture. Yeah. Of him, of himself at fourteen. Yeah. That's that's. It looks like Brian Jones, circa late nineteen sixties. <laughs> oh yeah, from the Stones. It does actually a bit. <laughs> I think he could have a lot to give if he turned to art instead of politics. Really, or if he, or if he turned away from the Tory Party. Yeah, yeah. We won't, we won't go there. Other parties are available. Also, his mother is excellent. I really like her work. His mother, Charlotte Johnson. Uh, she's a painter and she does a lot of figurative and landscapes and buildings. Uh, she likes to paint those. Clearly, he takes after her. So uh, I'll put a link on the website. Excellent. Yeah, good stuff. I found a picture by Vladimir Putin. In 2009... Vladimir Putin created a pastel work for a charity auction and it actually sold for over £750,000. He was actually a beginner when he painted it. It's a picture of a window with curtains and the bright yellow of the window frame draws the eye to the starry night sky beyond. It's a very economical painting with just a few lines to indicate the curtains and it's well composed and it fills the canvas really well. If he's stuck to uh, art, again, another politician that might be more useful as an artist. 
Now, they always say politicians have got to be psychopaths, don't they, to be leaders? Do is it? Could do people say the same thing about uh, good artists? Is this why politicians are good artists? Is it because they're all psychopaths? No, no, I don't think so. I mean, the thing is, is uh, sometimes work doesn't always show the uh, the the nature of the person. Sometimes the work can be quite different from the personality. I mean, interesting enough. There was some doubt as to whether he painted it. Now, I think he actually did because he looks very proud standing next to it. You can't fake that pride in your work. Um, There was another artist who saw this work by Vladimir Putin and said, a leader who demands that the world plays by our rules could hardly have painted such a picture. It looks as if it was painted by a sentimental woman. It is too sweet. You can feel it in the brushwork and the palette. The core theme is feminine too. This artist was quoted anonymously uh, saying this in the Telegraph. So what do you think, Tom? Do you, uh, do you like the work? Yeah, I, I like it a lot, yeah. And it, in fact, he raised uh, three quarters of a million pounds with charity. Good on Putin. Yeah. Am, am, I allowed, am I allowed to say that on a British broadcast? I don't know if we're allowed. Purely good on him for art charity work. It was, it's a good it's a good picture. I like it. Don't check out his piano playing though. That's I I have seen his um, piano playing on uh, YouTube uh, or somewhere. Uh, well, wherever. What do you think? <laughs> I I like him as a piano player and as a painter. Yeah. I think he's a uh, you know I think it adds a nice touch to his um, his uh, his political leadership. <laughs> I know he likes posing naked on horses or whatever, but yeah, I mean, he does. He's very kinky, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, maybe he should like uh, do some like top top off um, p- performances on the piano as well. Yeah, well, the thing is, is that's quite popular, isn't it? People getting their uh, shirts off for Instagram these days. There's a lot of artists that seem to do that, or a lot of artists that dress in quite sexy clothes and things, and then pose with their artworks. It seems to be the new way on the internet. He's been doing it from the Kremlin, so. He's, he was way ahead of the game, wasn't he? <laughs> Sexy in the Kremlin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's not a thought I want to think about too much. <laughs> On to the next one. I've chosen General Francisco Franco. For those of you who don't know, he's a Spanish military dictator, an associate of Hitler and Mussolini. And he came to power in 1936, and he actually died in 1975. Franco was advised to take up painting as a way to uh, unwind from being a fascist dictator of Spain. Um, Now, I'm looking at his paintings, and I'm thinking they're actually quite accomplished. Uh, Some of them, I think, have some really quite fascist, well, I don't know if it's fascist subject matter, but kind of like survival of the fittest seems to be a bit of a theme in one of the pictures at least. Um, and it depicts five dogs locked in a fight to the death with a large bear. So it looks quite quite aggressive, isn't it? It's not. I wouldn't have that on my wall. Yeah, it's quite dark, isn't it? It's quite violent. It's like a violent violence of nature, isn't it? Yeah, I wouldn't have it on my wall, though. Yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want it on any wall, really. <laughs> <laughs> Or you could go for the other alternative one, which is a, a bird of prey swooping down to steal a bird that lays next to other birds and a hunter's rifle. 
So I'm assuming it's someone's been out hunting and they've gone away. They've left their uh, shotgun on the floor and a bird of prey is swooping down to steal, steal the hunter's quarry, I suppose, for want of a better word. His friend and physician said, you know, do this to unwind. How is that unwinding, painting pictures of death and nature? Well, it's interesting. I wonder what uh, happened to these pictures that he made in his lifetime, whether he surrounded himself in them or whether they were just left in his therapy room. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or maybe they were presents to uh, the people that he cared the most about. (laughs) (laughs) There is another nice portrait that he did as well. It's of a woman holding flowers. So he's an accomplished painter because they look like paintings of, of a professional, I guess. Yes. I mean, technically, he's pretty good. I will give him that. Were they? I mean, there's three pictures here that we're looking at. I mean, were there? Were is this representative of a, a lot of his work, or have you picked um, pictures of his that are particularly violent just to talk about? I mean, there's not that many. I think there's less than twenty in circulation. So. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm, well, I was suggesting you pick these as a comment on his politics. Well, I a mean, little bit. But certainly, I mean, in this case, you can see that a, uh, a fascist dictator would paint them, yeah. So, on to the next one, Churchill. He created over 500 paintings and one sculpture in his lifetime. And he didn't start until his 40s. He, was, he took up painting around the time uh, that he was forced to resign as the first Lord of the Admiralty. What sort of um, year was this? Because a lot of people like might associate him with the Second World War. As Okay. No, so this was actually 1915 during the First World War. Now, there was two really disastrous campaigns and one was quite famous called Gallipoli, which was involved in the Ottoman Empire. A lot of MPs actually blamed him for it. As a result, he was demoted and given the role of Chancellor of the Duchy of Lancaster which basically means a role where we'd be looking after commercial, agricultural and residential properties belonging to the royal family. So you can imagine you've got this guy who was in charge of the Navy and now suddenly he's got to sit on the sidelines and watch the First World War events unfolding and being able to do nothing about it. Now, Churchill suffered a lot from depression. So you can imagine the pressures of, on him would be quite great. So was he a soldier as a young man then? Yes, he was. He was in the army. So he took up painting in 1915 and what happened was his sister-in-law was staying with him and was painting with watercolours and he was quite interested in what she was doing and she actually encouraged him to have a go and he was hooked from that moment on. From that point he started to do it and he was finding it very, very therapeutic. And he was also very lucky in the fact that he had first-rate instruction from two of his friends. And one was Walter Sicker, who was an incredible London-based painter, and also the portrait artist, Sir John Lavery. So he had top-rate instruction. Yeah, I mean, they're beautiful paintings. Yeah, it's a bit... Uh, the top one, there's two that I'm looking at. The top one's quite... It's almost a little bit Monet, isn't it? It's called The Goldfish Pool at Chartwell and it's a very impressionistic and it's a picture of, of goldfish in a pond 
and there's leaves of trees in the background. This one actually sold in 2013 for 1.8 million. I don't know if it's worth 1.8 million, but it was, it's certainly a very nice painting. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it, it's not bad for a politician, let's be fair. No. If Churchill had actually done this full time, I think he would have been one of the, regarded as one of the great painters. He actually exhibited his first painting after only four years. Uh, his friend entered a portrait into the Royal Society of Portrait Painters. He was in his 40s when he, when he started painting. And the thing is, is, interestingly enough, is he did another exhibition in 1921 at the French Gallery and he went under the name of Charles Moran. He chose not to use his own name. I don't know why. And I've tried to look into this and there seems to be no information as to exactly why he did it. I'm wondering if he wasn't confident enough in his uh, abilities. So he exhibited it under a different name. After the war in 1948, he entered two of his paintings into the Royal Academy summer exhibition under the name Mr. David Winter. Now, I understand probably in 1948, he was a lot more known to the general public and to people visiting. So he, he put his name David Winter on the, uh, on the paintings. Uh, so what, he signed them, David Winter, did he? I'm just thinking yes. of our fakes on eBay section. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a Tom Wright, there's an air of darkness coming on now because... Well, it, you know, it just juxtaposition with uh, our last artist. This is perfect. Perfect to follow it with because they were arch enemies. Hitler. In an art competition, Churchill would definitely win. I think it's safe to say that as well. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm considering what you've just said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at Hitler's work. I've got a selection here, which we will put links on the website. Whilst it's not technically bad it's very plain it's actually i think surprisingly plain um you there's no real discernible style to it it could have been done by anyone and the reason why he's got no discernible style is he spent most of his artistic development copying the style of others and he never really tried to develop his own now as a young man he actually tried to get into the fine art academy in vienna twice in 1907 and in 1908 was but was rejected uh, he actually passed the first portion of the process which was a drawing exam he only failed when they looked at his portfolio uh, uh, allegedly someone said that there wasn't enough heads in it uh, this idea that he's got rejected and oh everyone hates me and oh, this kind of anger and resentment someone at the school actually thought that he did have some talent but it was for architecture and he suggested that he apply for the architectural college department of the school. But Hitler didn't want to go back to school and get the qualifications. So in the end, from 1908 to 1913, Hitler struggled in poverty, scraping a living, painting postcard-sized views of Vienna and doing other odd jobs. 
And the interesting thing is as well, all this resentment that he has about Jews, many people that purchased his work actually were Jewish. I mean, I'm looking at his paintings now. Have you got his paintings there, Tom? Okay, yeah, I've got four images. Now, you look at them, they're actually quite well architecturally drawn. So there's one here is a view of uh, the Vienna State Opera House, which he did in 1912. It's a a well-drawn watercolour. I'll tell you what it looks like. It looks like a puzzle. Yes, it looks like a 3D puzzle. Yeah, it's like a thousand-piece jigsaw or something. Yeah, yeah. It looks a bit like early computer games, what are known as first-person shooter games, but from the sort of like the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, I can I can recall that. They kind of have, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. They kind of have quite poor rendering, and like the windows look quite flat. Perspective's pretty good, but they're just quite boring, really. They're quite plain. Yeah. I mean, looking at the other one, we'll put a put a link to on the site. It actually, there's a picture of a very very pretty castle, um, and that one actually went for seventy one thousand five hundred pounds in 2015. It does remind me of The Hills Are Alive with the Sound of Music for some reason. You're saying the work is quite Von Trappist. Von Trappist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so that's a Bavarian castle. It looks very like a Euro Disney type building. Yeah. It reminded me of, uh, you know, I went to Euro Disney when I was little. It reminded me of that. Oh, my God. So, it- well, yeah, so anyway, but I guess Disney have copied that Bavarian style, haven't they? Was the rendering as bad at Euro Disney as it, it was? It was, like his- yeah. It was like it was almost like the buildings were made of felt or something. They didn't look heavy. They looked lightweight. There were these big castle buildings, but they weren't actual castles. They looked like they could just be picked up almost, even though oh, they were really? enormous. So Hitler's rendering wouldn't have looked out of place. No, it wouldn't. Yeah, he could have. Uh, he could have got a job in America, I reckon, working for Disney. Yeah, if only. <laughs> Funny you're saying that because uh, there's three pictures here that Hitler apparently did, and they are of Disney characters. Now I know that Hitler was very. Uh, he liked Disney, and he actually had a copy of Snow White. We've got a drawing which is of. Two of the dwarfs from Snow White, and one's a picture of the character Doc, and the other one's a picture of the character Bashful. And the third, there's a third picture he's done from Disney, which is Pinocchio. Now, what's quite, I suppose, weird is if these are by Hitler, then that would indicate that in about 1937, when these Snow White film came out, when he was thinking of, uh, you know, when the war was just just about kicking off or he's making plans for the First World War, the Second World War, he decided to draw the dwarfs. And then in 1940, possibly whilst preparing to invade Denmark and Norway, he would have painted a little drawing of Pinocchio. The final thing we're going to discuss is by the British artist Jake and Dino Chapman. And they created a series of artworks titled, If Hitler Had Been a Hippie, How Happy Would We Be? And that was made in, uh, they, that was created in 2008. And what they did was they tried to buy or get their hands on every single drawing Hitler did, literally 
trying to take away what are historical records and use them in their art piece. They managed to get hold of uh, 13. And what they did was they altered them by drawing things on them, such as rainbows. Um, they were interested in the fact that Hitler's work, if you look at it, it is very, very bland, not devoid of emotion, just very bland, as we've uh, mentioned. And so what they decided to do was what is the most transgressive thing that you could do on uh, a Hitler picture? And they decided to draw innocuous rainbows and brightly coloured suns onto the backgrounds of these pictures. It's almost like I think they kind of like the idea of Hitler turning in his grave because this final sort of thing he's got is precious art and they are now taking it for their own and making it into their own artworks and kind of ruin that even for him. They're stamping love, hair and peace on it. Though they weren't, they, it could have been though. It's very psychedelic, isn't it? Yeah, well, they are very psychedelic. and I think that's that hippie thing. I mean, so the one thing that Hitler had was he could have been an artist. They're almost taking that away from him. So they're even taking away the idea that he could have been an artist by taking his artwork and completely changing it. So it's like a political statement. Uh, I th I think so in in a certain way or, or some sort of um, artistic justice. Sort him out with a sable. <laughs> <laughs> so this work actually provoked quite a few reactions. I mean, some found it a good idea, and some people felt that the works should not be drawn on and preserved as historical documents. Interestingly enough. There is a Bavarian archive that uh, will accept Hitler drawings. Uh, they never purchase them, but they take them and then they just do that to take them out of circulation. Also, there's a lot of Hitler works that are kept by the American government and they've not been allowed to be out in circulation. So they're kept as records, but they're never allowed to be shown. There are people that felt they should be preserved as historical documents or they should just be destroyed. Jake and Dino's Chapman's even received death threats from neo-Nazis. Probably like Adolf was their hero, wasn't he? Yeah. Well, not their artistic hero, surely. Uh, well, well I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, probably not. If someone was learning to draw, I wouldn't say go and study the works of Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if you were going to study being a neo-Nazi, then yeah, study the works of Hitler. Yeah. I'd say study the works of, study the works of Franco. <laughs> If you really want to do it. I mean, in an artistic um, representation, he really does the business, Franco, compared yeah, to yeah. Hitler. <laughs> so, is there anything else to add on this rather uh, political painting chat? Um, political painting bonanza. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, there must be other politicians that we can mention in passing that are known to have painted. There must be others, yes. Jimmy Carter, the American president, the ex his work's a very Sunday painterish. All right, yeah, yeah, so unimpeachable. Yeah. <laughs> really nice. Uh, I like his work. He does a lot of uh, landscape scenes uh, and scenes of nature. Uh, George W. Bush. I've seen his work. Yeah, George Bush. He's not not bad with an old paintbrush, is he? Yeah, quite good with portraits. Also, uh, another president, uh, Eisenhower. He was seemed to be quite good. 
So those are the other ones off the top of my head. And t- Tony Blair just played guitar, didn't he? Oh, yeah, Tony Blair and Bill Clinton, they used to jam, didn't they? <laughs> oh, my God, I wouldn't have wanted to have gone to that jam, Bill Clinton and Tony Blair. And uh, Putin on the keyboard. <laughs> so, just finally to mention that we have a Facebook page. Uh, we'll have full notes and links to all the images. Our website in the show notes. Also... Uh, if you can subscribe on iTunes, that'd be good. And please, uh, if you could leave a review, that would be really nice as well. Um, I think it's just bye, Tom, then. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.